Welcome to Caregiver SOS On Air, presented by the WellMed Charitable Foundation with nationally known gerontologist Carol Zernio and veteran broadcaster and attorney Ron Aaron. This program provides health, wellness, and other information for caregivers who are vital to the health and well-being of so many people across our country. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Aaron and Carol Zernio. Well, thank you so much, and welcome. I'm Ron Aaron. Delighted to have you on board. Our co-host, Carol Zerniel, is here, Executive Director of the WellMed Charitable Foundation, graduate of Trinity University and the University of the Incarnate Word, where she earned a master's degree in social gerontology, former head of the AAA, the Area Agency on Aging in Bear County, and known across this country for her work dealing with seniors and issues surrounding caregiving and seniors, and uh, you know the rest of the story. Hey, Carol, good to see you. Nice to see you. Thank you. And uh, well, we won't get into details, but all the attention across the country about the uh, that new virus that's yes, COVID, come on board. COVID-19, official name. It, it hadn't occurred to me, dumb me, that there's a direct impact on WellMed and the senior centers. Well, I, you know, this is a real opportunity because uh, luckily 80% of folks are not going to, that are, you know, if they do become uh, infected, they're not going to have serious, uh, you know, symptoms. However, comma, uh, older persons in WellMed and focuses on older adults, uh, are at highest risk for having adverse, uh, symptoms to the COVID-19. And so hopefully all of this will be under control. But otherwise, you know, we're going to make sure in our WellMed communities that our patients are safe, our staff are safe, our caregivers and their families know what to do. And so we're having, uh, you're going to see a lot uh, of information going out from the CDC that we are going to help share so that people know, you know, where should there be alarm and where there shouldn't be alarm. And we'll just say, don't go out and buy a gazillion masks uh, for yourself because our healthcare providers and patients who are sick need them. Somebody walks into one of the senior centers, sneezes, dead quiet. Oh, anybody that sneezes now, people back up like right. six feet. Right. Um, immediately. A- immediately. And we've actually had people removing whole boxes of masks out of the clinics. Uh, and so we've had to put them under lock and key. I don't want to know about that. <laughs> so, so, you know, it's a, it's a new world, but, um, right now we're in a good place and we still have time to plan. Well, we want to welcome to our, Caregiver SOS on air hotline, a uh, young woman we had on several months ago. In fact, in August of 2018, Stephanie Howard is director and producer of The Weight of Honor, a, an incredible film focusing on military caregiving and the stories of those caregivers. And we can get an update on how that documentary is going because Stephanie is here. Hey, Stephanie, thanks for coming on board. Thanks for inviting me again. Thank you. Well, when we had you on the first time, you were really right at the launch phase uh, for the Weight of Honor. Bring us up to date. What's happened since? You know, it's wonderful that we've had the kind of response that we've had because, quite honestly, I don't know that we imagined that we'd still be in the outreach position at this point. We've had great great success with screenings at universities, with community groups, and people are always happy to have us. They have groups that are active audience members. There's a lot of Q&A with the panels, and I'm just thrilled that people are still 
reaching out to us and looking to learn more about what it's like to be a military caregiver. Well, the other side of it is you put the spotlight uh, on what it's like to have been wounded in uh, modern-day warfare because folks uh, who come home with wounds would have died on the battlefield not too many generations ago. So they come home with and go into care and then are discharged home with really what seem to be catastrophic needs. That's right. And we're not taking any away from the veterans because we honor them and we respect them. And what they've been through is horrific. But the film really focuses on their families and their family caregivers because, quite honestly, those family caregivers are sort of ignored. Not necessarily ignored, but we don't see them. And these are the people who are really keeping our wounded alive because they're home and they're with them and they're 24-7. Well, for those that didn't get to hear the original interview that we did with you, remind us, how did you get involved in this? You know, it's interesting. I Whenever we have a screening and I'm on the panel, that question always comes up. And I don't come from a military family. Not that my family didn't serve. My father served during the Korean War. But I don't come from a military family. But perhaps that's a good thing because when you're um, a journalist, or when you're a documentary producer, and I'm both, you kind of keep your eyes open for a good story. And this came about because I live in Santa Clarita, uh, California, and a group of wounded came and spoke in the junior high and high schools. And this is when my kids were students. It was interesting. They didn't talk about their wounds. They talked about what it's like to be different which really, really resonated with these young people, that I met this group of men. And afterwards, I was thinking, okay, there's a story here that I think there are a lot of stories already been being done about veterans, like I said, not to take anything away from them. And then doing a little more research, nothing had been done about the families who are taking care of those veterans. And there were no books. There was nothing I could go to. I had to be online really asking questions and going to people I learned are experts in the field. And they were in the beginning stages of really trying to understand what happens when a family has someone who is injured so severely when there are young children in the house and what may be different from the kinds of patients you see are people who are wounded and their caregivers need to be working with those wounds for decades. We're going to pick up the story. We're going to pick the story up in just a moment, but for folks who just joined us, you're listening to Caregiver SOS on air on 930 AM. The answer. I'm Ron Aaron. Our co-host Carol Zerniel is here and we're talking about an incredible documentary. The Weight of Honor, Stephanie Howard, director and producer, is on with us. Carol? Well, you know, Stephanie, as I was listening to you, my, my husband did serve 27 years in the military. Um, and so as the wife of a military person, you know, I, I think back years, decades, a couple decades ago now, uh, where I, I, can't, I understand where the military spouse and the military family disappears at times. 
um, there are situations where the focus is entirely on that person that's serving um, and you're like, I know I'm still here. Um, and then there's expectations that came with the military. This is what wives and families do. Uh, so the work that you've done um, and in, in elevating and making visible the families and the caregivers, I think the military has come a long way in supporting the military families. Uh, you know, 9-11 really changed and this burden really changed the culture. Um, but it's still, it, it's so important that, you know, you saw the people behind the service person. Well, thank you. And you know what, Carol, I'm going to thank your husband, but also I'm going to thank you because as a military spouse, you had a completely different life than those in the general population. And when we look at it, only 1% of our population really has served since, you know, 9-11. And those people can sort of get, be forgotten in the general population. But We've had great response from veterans groups and other caregiver groups, which when I first talked to you, I don't think we expected because we thought, okay, we're preaching to the choir. Well, what has happened is these university veteran resource centers will co-sponsor a screening with another college within their university. So they'll partner with other disciplines, say social work or healthcare or even journalism. And that will bring in more people and a diverse audience. But I gotta tell you, those veterans keep me hopping on the panels <laughs> with their questions. And I've learned a lot from them. One of the things you point out in some of the material we we received is uh, the military doesn't really prepare families for a wounded warrior coming home. It's uh, like, okay, here you go. Well, I think the only training they get really is in the hospital. And even from the people who we have in the film, they told us that that was limited. And I did ask recently about that. Um, Why not train some of these families who do have um, a member of the military who has been deployed, why not train them, explain to them what might be happening. And I think um, the response that I got was the military doesn't want to scare people. You know, they're prepared if someone comes back and has passed away. But the feeling is, is that would really, if they talked about the wounds, that that would really cut into recruitment. I can see that. That's you know, interesting. I can see that. I want you, if you don't mind, talk a little bit about uh, what you found in tracking uh, some of these families for five years. You really put a lot of time and energy uh, into putting this documentary together. What did you learn from it, and what did you take away? You know, what I learned were things such as the story doesn't say stagnant. We really thought that we'd be in production for two years. And then I started getting some phone calls from some of the people we interviewed. And and that's what's different in this respect when you do a documentary. You become friends, if you will, with some of the people who are in your film. And I started getting calls of things that were changing dramatically within their families. And there was an arc to their personal stories. You know, you have marriages that are splitting up. You have mothers and sons who no longer have relationships. What's going on with that? And then we went to 
experts who spoke with us and said, you know, there's a real concern about that husband-wife relationship because if, for example, you're basically a 100% nurse to your husband and you're taking care of them like that, well, what happens to the romance there? Are you still able to preserve that romantic relationship? And it's a tough thing to do, as you can imagine. And some of those families didn't know that, and they didn't have the energy to work on that. And that's one of the things that was really, really difficult. Also, family dynamics changed in other ways. And as the wounded maybe got better um, and families became closer, the wounded may have gotten so much better that they were able to go out in public and they were able to have what you would call, and I'm putting my fingers and quotes in the air, Carol, you like that, normal kinds of family activities. And we, we show some of that too. All right, stay with us. We're talking about military families, caregiving, wounded warriors who have come back home. This is Caregiver SOS On Air. Stephanie Howard, director and producer of The Weight of Honor, is our special guest. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerniel. We are excited to bring you the all-new WellMed Radio. Our goal is to help make listeners healthier by focusing on health and wellness for adults everywhere. The new WellMed Radio features Dr. Joshua Beck, an outstanding family physician and attorney and veteran broadcaster, Ron Aaron. Ooh, that's me. Each week, we will focus on health prevention and wellness that's critical to the quality of life. WellMed Radio, Saturday mornings at 7, Sunday evenings at 5 p.m. on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. This is a powerful story. I remember when we first interviewed Stephanie Howard back in August of 2018, uh, the documentary that we're talking about, The Weight of Honor, was just getting ready to roll out, and Stephanie was telling the story then uh, of how she helped put this together. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerniel, Stephanie Howard with us on our Caregiver SOS On Air hotline. Uh, the, the Weight of Honor, has you, have you had an opportunity to screen it uh, in the San Antonio area? I know yeah, you did you one with know, the WellMed really Senior exciting. Centers. We were in San Antonio several times doing interviews and working with people. And one of the most exciting things for us is that our first film festival we were invited to participate in was the San Antonio Film Festival. And that's also where we won our first award. We won the Audience Award. And it was really exciting because in addition to all of that, we invited as many of the caregiver families as we could who were in the area to come and be recognized at the screening. That was really fun. It was really fun to see everyone again and for them to see themselves on screen. And it was important. It Not only were the interviews cathartic when we did them, but I think it was important for them to see how their stories were put together in a film. Well, as you reflect on the the people that you interviewed for the film and and you talk about these catastrophic physical wounds um, and with that comes catastrophic mental wounds as well, um, what do you see in terms of the parity between being able to address the physical needs as well as the mental needs? Um, you know what what would the families reflect back to you? You know, I think that they would say that there were multiple issues. 
I don't think anyone who is deployed to these areas, I've been told no one comes back the same. Everyone is it comes back with something in their personality that's different. So I think all families, even if there isn't significant kind of injury, um, comes back with that. One of the families in our film um, really doesn't have to deal with any physical wounds, but they're very, very, very impacted by the emotional, the emotional wounds, the traumatic brain injury, the PTSD, and their lives are completely changed. And now, this is one of the families we caught up with later, things have changed for them. Um, the veteran has worked very, very hard to get better. His wife has been a great partner in making that happen. But he does say that if he didn't have a caregiver who was an advocate, he didn't know if he'd still be alive. Why? Why does he feel that way? He Because he did try to attempt suicide. He did have a standoff with police. He, sh at one point, should have been in a full-time facility, and she was the one who got him in there. It was because of her perseverance. And you have to have an advocate. If you look at how many military members are homeless, if any of them, or a, even a significant number, had family advocates to make sure they got to doctor appointments, to help them take their medication, to help them work outside of the home, be at a grocery store, be at a movie, be out in public. Things would be different for them in many cases. Don't you think, Carol? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that advocate is so important. As you were talking, I was thinking about the latest stat that shows that suicide is increasing um, the highest among folks who have never been deployed. It is the fear. I think there's enough knowledge now. You talk about what's the difference five years later that people have seen the people coming back with the severe injuries and the PTSD. Um, and now people are actually, they can't even face deployment. Wow. That's pretty right. scary. And remember that, and Carol, you probably have talked about this a lot. Um, even the caregivers have a secondary PTSD. Um, especially if the vets come back wounded and they don't want to talk to anyone else but say their spouse. And often those people have secondary PTSD, just as I'm sure you're talking to caregivers on your show who are just wrung out. Right. That's a big problem in the military as well. You know, there's a sidebar piece to this that's fascinating to me because you talk about uh, the incredible amount of medical attention the caregivers are providing, caring for wounds, caring for all kinds of medical issues. Uh, not too many years ago when WellMed Charitable Foundation applied for a grant uh, to support this kind of service for caregivers, training them to do these things, it initially was knocked down because caregivers don't provide medical care. Oh, yes, the grant. <laughs> yes, we were told that 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 what we were proposing were tasks a nurse would do, not a family member. Um, and this was by a grant review who had no idea what caregiving what, is about. What caregivers are asked to do on a day to day basis. So every time we get into this issue, I I think of that and I wonder about that grant reviewer. That's right. I, hopefully they you know they need to see your film. Absolutely. 
Well, Stephanie, uh, on a personal note, uh, we, we still got a little bit of time left, but I, I didn't want to get away without asking this. Uh, as a documentary filmmaker, normally you would do a project, you'd spend a little time on it, and then you're off and running on the next one. Is there a next one, or are you stuck with this one because you want to be? I wouldn't say stuck. I would say that we have so many requests for screening the film. Right now we're being invited to conferences, national conferences. Um, always during Veterans Day, we're, it, we get a lot of requests from universities. And I would like to do another film, but this is always the thing with the documentary film, film breaker. You have to have that story kind of slap you in the face. You have to find something that you're going to be passionate about for a few years. And I haven't found that yet, but I'm sure that I will. Do we have time for me to ask a question? Yes. Okay. So, Carol, you were talking about coronavirus. When you're looking at military families that have wounded who are probably compromised immune systems and their kids are going to schools and that kind of thing, should they be concerned in taking any kind of precautions? Well, anyone who has any kind of compromised immune system is going to be at higher risk. I mean, that, that's in the CDC literature. You know, the, the, the good news is that children are not being impacted like they are with the flu. The death rates aren't like they are with the regular flu. However, comma, people with no symptoms can be carriers. And so absolutely, I think that, you know, all the, the school districts are, are, are looking at the, the same issue is how do we keep from the contagion? Cause, Kids are absolute. I don't know. I don't know. They're petri dishes. They're little. They are little walking petri dishes. You know, sharing everything. This from a man who's got three children. Three so little that, ones. Yeah. So that that's uh, you know, it's a great point um, that you know, with everything that's going on, and now the whole the general public is almost getting PTSD just from listening to all the stats, and 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 we're really not ready for that yet. That's a very good question, though, and uh, it, it's something that, of course, living as we do in San Antonio with you know, military here, military city, USA, and all of the treatment here for wounded veterans. Uh, I would hope that somebody's looking at that, and Carol will pass that message on. Okay, that's great. And, you know, I want to put out there that we are so happy to bring the film back to San Antonio anytime we can. And other organizations and other locations, and especially universities that have been purchasing educational licenses for the film, because they can then show the film whenever they want. A student can sign it out from the library. A professor can show it to his or her class. And that really is sort of the domino effect, if you will, of having a film like this. And I guess that's why we're still working on it. As you think of the families that uh, you tracked uh, for five years, you learned a lot about them, uh, and you said that you're getting a lot of feedback, and in some ways there could be a second film, I assume, uh, showing how they've done, showing the recovery. But I'm guessing that it's not a happy ending for some of those uh, particular families. You know, I thought about that, and I was getting some advice from a mentor of mine, and and I said, you know, we could add some things at the end of the film. I don't know what to do. It would cost a lot of money to go into post-production. And she said, but doesn't that information give you something to talk about during the Q&A sessions after the film? And I said, absolutely. And we had um, a screening at Whittier College here in Southern California on Friday night, and I said to the audience, would you like an update? 
and they were excited to hear that. And maybe the stories weren't so happy, but some of them were. And, you know, everybody wants to be up to speed when you have such an emotional film and you get caught up in these stories. How have you dealt with the emotional side that impacted you? You know, I think I'm okay now. Um, Initially, I thought, oh, this isn't going to bother me. But I went to a couple films that had a lot of military and war scenes. Um, I remember I went to see Dunkirk and about we drove about two blocks, um, my husband and my family, and my husband had to pull over the car because I was just hysterically crying. And it was sort of, you know, what's wrong? What's wrong? And I said, I think emotionally this really hit home. But I'm not the only one. And there's a documentary association that actually is working very hard to work with documentary producers, especially those of us who have war-related films, and to speak to them about their feelings, because there have been some producers who have taken their own lives, and we think it's because they've developed their own PTSD. This is why God made therapists. Exactly. I I guess so. I'll tell all the ones who I know. (laughs) Got to stop you right here. We really enjoyed talking with you. And for those who want to check it out further, uh, you've got a website, thewaitamhonormovie.com. Are there any other websites? Well, that's the main website where you okay. can go and get more information to host a screening, and you can also purchase the film. But um, in addition, we are on Hulu. So if you have Hulu, you can um, okay. do a search, The Weight of Honor, and it'll pop up for you. Thank you. Got to stop you. I'm Ron Aaron, along with Carol Zerdiel, Stephanie Howard. We really appreciate you being on Caregiver, SOS On Air. You've been listening to Caregiver SOS On Air, an exclusive presentation of the WellMed Charitable Foundation. We welcome emails with suggestions and comments on this program at radio at wellmed.net. Join co-hosts Carol Zerniel and Ron Aaron next week for more on caregiving, improving the health and well-being of caregivers and their care recipients everywhere. For more on caregiving and podcasts of our programs, visit caregiversos.org.